Time no see. What's up, Fusomania from Cincinnati? How are What's you up, today? Pierce from Long Beach, California, or should I say Seattle, the city that <laughs> rains all the time. I was driving down the street today. It's just foggy and gloomy. And, you know, me being basically allergic to the sun because I'm albino, um, I don't mind it. <laughs> you think by living by the beach, I'd, I'd want more of the beach, but I don't. Go away, well, son. Nobody wants something everybody can have. You know what I mean? You got it's like that that whole thing. You 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 get it all the time. You don't you don't want it. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> uh well, you know, I was just gonna say too that um I don't know now I don't know I lost my train of thought for for today and uh, that's it. That'll be the show. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> all right, we're we're regrouping. Um, listen, we got an awesome guest here. We also have some awesome sponsors. You want to run down some of these sponsors, and then we can get into some yellow lines we have for you guys. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna play these yellow lines first, and then we'll talk about any sponsor stuff. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Rob Ray. If you put the letters R E in front of Fuse's name, it turns out to be Refuse. He refuses to be the worst. He's a fuse on a bomb of explosion of music. Have a good day, bye. Hey, uh, it's Rob Ferret. Fun fact, the past tense of draw is drawn, but it's also drew. I drew a picture. For you. Have a great day. Bye. Uh, hey, this is, uh, Richard Picture. First time caller. Long time watcher. I gotta tell y'all more and more. Watching this show on YouTube as a, uh, it's definitely a challenge because of your eyes. Drew Pierce, <clears throat> you look like you're sleeping. You look like your eyes are closed the whole time. And open them, open them babies. We want to see him. And uh, uh, Fuse looks like he's watching WWE or, like, Netflix or something, looking off looking off the eye line from the camera. Just, just I, need, I need you to look at me when you talk. Kevin, keep doing your thing, you handsome devil. I'll see you all soon. Bye. What's up, guys? It's Demand again. Listen, Drew, uh, go take a pee break or something. This has nothing to do with you. All right, Fuse, listen up. I've got an idea for your bar, and you got to hear me out, all right? Uh, just stop, right? And I don't mean it in a bad way. Just stop what you're doing. Um, open up the bar exactly as it is. Like just a huge, messy dump. I know you know all about huge, messy dumps. Just leave it a huge, messy dump. We're going to open it up. It's going to fail miserably. Then we're going to call that John Taffer guy, the bar rescue guy, and we're going to get you a free makeover on the bar. It's not going to cost you a penny. You're going to get exposure on TV. This is it. You don't have to invest any more money. You're good to go. Just big, messy dump. John Taffer, new bar. Trust me. What's going on, Drew and Hughes? 
love the content, love the pod, love the show. I stumbled across it later, so I'm catching up here. But the Yoda Line, great, great uh, opportunity to kind of just get what's on your mind. So my thing is uh, the matchups, uh, edits that DJs are making. I'm all about it. I love it. I love that the new generation has the ability to do it. It's easy for everyone to do it. What pisses me off, uh, it just makes me not want to play these remixes. They're playing remixes or acapellas of older songs that they weren't around um, when they first came out. So not all the lyrics start on the one. Maybe they start before that or after that. So they're they're putting it on the timeline that it structurally looks fine to them because they don't know how the song originally sounded. Uh, like uh, In the Club, 50 Cent. I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but I'm over listening <laughs> to that one. Uh, don't download the remix and don't play it if that's how you feel. That's that's all I got to say about that. There are some good ones though in there that you could you could break down. Uh, Sorry I to will... cut it short. I, I I don't mean to cut anybody short, but I I just you know like when you just can't take it anymore, you've just been listening to like all those in a row, and then I'm like, all right, I'm over this. We got to get back to what we're doing. <laughs> Rob, a thumbs up on both of those. Very creative. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, you sound like you're in a, a 1940s telephone, though. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Where are you calling from? Uh, whoever the a guy was that says I'm squinting the whole time is because I'm fucking blind. I can't see. I try to put my glasses on. I still can't see. I don't know what it is. It is what it is. So just know that I'm maybe I have to start Casey Neistat again and put uh, sunglasses on. So it just looks like I'm. Is that is that it? <laughs> All right. Here we are. Now you can't see my eyes. Now I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just watching watching the screen that you're watching <laughs> uh no we appreciate everybody that calls in though and, and leaves a voicemail the yolo line is for you guys to use and that phone number is 562-246-YOLO once again 562-246-YOLO feel free to give us a call leave us your thoughts um your opinions uh Whatever you want to do, really, uh, we air them until we can't take it anymore, and then uh, then we cut it off. If you haven't yet, make sure you use the promo code Drew and Fuse Show. It'll get you thirty percent off your first month of activation at directmusicservice.com. Promo code DAFS will get you twenty percent off BriggsBeardCompany.com. There's an affiliate link for Club Cannon below in the description. It'll save you twenty five dollars off your purchase of two hundred fifty dollars or more. Also, we have a affiliate link for both Lighting USA uh, in the description below. It won't save you any money, but it definitely helps out the show. Um, they have tons of lights, up lights. They have the what do you call it? The tube lights now. The 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 Titan tubes they're calling them. Um, anyway, if you use that 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 code. It'll help the show, and if you're buying up lights, if you buy 16 or more, uh, you do get a discount, so uh, make sure you check that out. That is it for the sponsor today. We're going to jump right into today's guest. Today's guest is from Chicago. He won the 2016 Spin Awards uh, for Regional Open Format Club DJ of the Year. In 2011, 2015, 2017, he was the promo-only mix show DJ of the Year. 2021, he won the Twitch Awards Best Production Stream. He is a producer 
of Jump Smokers creating official remixes for many top names like Beyonce, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Katy Perry, Pitbull, Pink, Rihanna, Usher, and many, many more. He's performed all over the world, from Vegas to Miami, Singapore, Atlantic City, Indonesia, and many, many more. He's been on tour with Pitbull and Enrique Iglesias. He's now the official DJ for the Chicago Bulls, the U.S. men's national soccer team, the Chicago White Sox, and Northwestern University basketball team. You might know him from B96, Flipside at 5 in Chicago. Please help us welcome DJ Flipside. Yay, thank you. Thank hey, you for having thank you. me. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> having you here. When, when I was reading your bio, I, of course, you know, I've been a big fan for a long time and a big uh, follower, so I know a lot about you. But, you know, when you put it all condensed into, like, the bio, it makes me feel like I don't do enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, like I'm trying to make the bio as, like, condensed, and, like, I feel like there was a lot that I still miss that I don't put on there, but... I, I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, what's what's important? Like, should I put, oh, yeah, 2020 All-Star NBA DJ on there? Like, is that is that important? Like, you know, what are some of the important things that you need to put no, on I, there? You know? I think your bio is great. It's like, <laughs> I feel like it does say a lot in a very condensed way. I condensed it even more for your show intro. <laughs> and uh, the one thing that I think is cool that I didn't get to mention that I want to mention in here is – you do a lot of the music for the Chicago Bulls, and you won an Emmy for music that you made for them. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, so we did. Um, so uh, we won an Emmy. We did a holiday Christmas card, and I just basically made a re remixes of Christmas music, and we did uh, like a the Chicago Bulls Entertainment, which is like Lovables, the Three One Two Crew, the Dunk Team, um, and we did like a one shot, one camera shot where we started, where I'm coming in, I'm DJing. And then like it follows like a whole path with like Benny the Bull. It's just one continuous shot. And it's so amazing. And we took like so many takes, but I, yeah, I created the music for that. So we got an Emmy for that. And then just this past year, um, we, uh, Marquis and I released a song featuring King Marie called Ready. And that became... The introduction at Bulls games uh, to the entertainment team, where we shot a music video for that as well, and we got nominated for Emmy. We didn't win, but we got nominated. But that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that That's, is awesome. It's incredible. That story is actually kind of crazy too. If we want to, if we want to get yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, like, how do does the the Bulls alley oop that to you, uh, or is that something you created and then you brought it to the Bulls? Um, actually. I'm very, very lucky that our entertainment director, like our, our boss, uh, her name is Michelle McComas. She's open ideas or she'll just come with me. Hey, I have an idea. What do you think? How can we make this work? And for like this particular one, uh, this past year that we got nominated for, we were originally doing a whole, uh, it's like a, like, it looks like a pro video, like music video. Like, um, we originally did it to Dua Lipa's Levitating and so I took, I made an edit where, you know, it's shorter and then it transitioned up to uh, one of the remixes. I, I can't think, remember, I think it's Don Diablo's remix or um, Oliver Heldon's remix. I forgot which one, but it transitioned up to make it up-tempo. And we shot the video. We got like all the, the labels to say, hey, can we use the song? Like, yeah, that's so, totally cool. We can use that. And we just got to clear it with a couple people and then 
we shot the video and then one of the writers was like yeah we're not going to clear it for you so we're like we shot the video already. Yeah, yeah. So, so then um, my boss, I was like, well, we can just create music that's similar, that's the same tempo, transitions up the same way, and make it an original song, which we came out to be ready. And it worked out absolutely perfect. So now I'm like scoring this music video, um, or the music for the video. And then uh, King Marie, who's the singer on the track, her and a couple of the other writers, we uh, basically watched the music in time with the video and wrote lyrics that kind of went along with the video. So, wow. like, there's a part where we show the swinging seniors, which is like another dance crew, and then like the lyric is, "I've been waiting all of my life," you know. So it's kind of like there's little ties into the video. So it was a whole different kind of uh, writing process, and it was really, really fun to be a part of. And, um, you know, shout out to to uh, King Marie and the people at the Classic Studios that helped uh, write all that together. Like, it was really, really, really dope dope to be a part of. Oh, that's, wow, that's incredible. I, I love the, the backwards way of writing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder with uh, just with how music's going. I mean, that could be like a new process with AI and whatnot. Uh, just writing things a different way, you know, getting your imp- inspiration from from where from different sources yeah can you imagine you just say hey ai shoot give me a video of xyz and then that's the video and then then you write to that video yeah that could be a whole nother uh writing lane now <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy it's so- also crazy to me when you do something with a, like the music like that and you have to get it cleared how many people have to say yes so it's always when you see commercials or you see anything on tv using a certain song you know it's it's really amazing all the stars have to align for everything to work out it's 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 always wild to me of what what does work out or even you know artists that you know get a sample cleared or whatever how many levels to it there is for that to to to, you know to be a thing is always amazing it sucks that it didn't work out for you but then it kind of did work out for you all on the the (laughs) the the end there yeah it worked out for the better i mean that's been one of the issues that uh you know being a part of the nba uh has been with copyrights where you know some of the music or some of the things that we want to post we can't necessarily post because we don't have the rights to the music. So now we're creating original music. Like uh, Marquis is another one of the Bulls DJs. And uh, we produce a lot of stuff specifically for certain moments so that we can post it. Um, Because, you know, people, record labels like, you know, Sony, if they, if they see, you know, a Justin Timberlake song on the track, on your post, they can sue you and take it down or any, you know, any copyright, you know, they can actually do that. So we're very limited on what we can post and having copyright uh, licenses. So we, my boss was just, uh, Michelle, she was just like, let's, you know, we can create, or we told her we can create music for you. Utilize us more than just DJs. You utilize us as producers and we can create this original sound for the Chicago Bulls as well. They're really lucky to have you (laughs) in that aspect of it. I think how many, how many, Technical, like technically, how many DJs for the Bulls are there? I know you're one. I think there's a couple others. Yeah, there's four of us total. Um, DJ Metro, J Funk, 
Marquee and myself. Awesome. Um, awesome. It, yeah. People don't understand, you know, this year I became an in-game DJ for the Reds and this is my first time working with a, a major league or, you know, such something similar, you know, but people don't understand how big of a production the, the games and especially NBA, it's like a giant party when you go to an NBA game and, uh, you know, how much work goes into it behind the scenes to make that, you know, all come together. Yeah. It's really cool. Cause we're, um, we're more than just DJs. We're music coordinators. So we're pu putting music for certain moments. Like when the military guy comes out, you, you curate what song is being played for that. It's not going to be just like an in-your-face record. You know, it's, it's going to be something uplifting and happy, you know, to honor the military person that's there. Or, you know, there's different charity stuff that, you know, that happens. So we actually play music for each time out as well. So it's not just the hype part where we're playing, you know, DJing and showcasing, which we, we love that we get to do, but we're also responsible for curating these moments in the game. If we're losing by X amount of points, what is that vibe is going to be? Like, it's not going to be don't stop the party. You know, like <laughs> you have to pick and choose like, all right, well, we got, we want to get our people into it, but we also got to realize what's happening. So and all that has to happen at the whistle. You're like, okay, well, you know, you're, you're tabulating what is, What's happening in the game? Are we up? Is, oh, we're down, but we're starting to come back. And he just hit a big shot. Okay, now we, we can go hype, even though we're losing because we're big things happen, you know? There's all these things that you have to think about in the game for these moments. Yeah, and you're secondary to the game. That's the other crazy thing. It's like you don't necessarily control, unlike DJing to a crowd if in a club or a bar or wherever, the game happens first and then you have to react to it, which is a completely different train of thought than DJing to a crowd. You guys can both, at this point, you can now play copyrighted music, right? It's just if you want to post that, it needs to be something Correct. that's cleared. Yeah, okay. like, mm -hmm. like in, in the game, yeah, if there's like a big moment that we know that we want to post, like we also have to kind of be careful of like, you know, if, you know, Zach Levine hits a three, like we play something hype, but we can also play something that we've created that's hype. You know, we've right. actually created a, a song with a co-sign from the interns. I don't know if you remember that uh, production team, the interns, they like produced like Big Shong dance and I'm brain farting, but like I think they've done a bunch of stuff, okay? <laughs> and uh, one of the guys co-signed, we did a song called Finish With The Win. So if we're like, in about, like about to win, we feel that and the timeout gets called, we can drop that song and it's a hype song that's ours so that we can post it, you know, things that, People will, they learned, they learned about the song and now they're hype about it. And now they get along, they sing along. It's like our own original music that we tied to the bulls. I think it's, it's great. And, um, I, I, I fully understand what you mean. You know, if you have social media down there capturing, they're taking videos and they can't have what, what's playing, you know, I completely understand with what you're saying, Drew. We're, we're, what's, what's ironic about that is, you know, TikTok proved everybody wrong that it can actually blow up the song if you just let it live into the, the verse, right? Um, but, yeah, you know, the labels are still sandbagging it everywhere else. It's like somehow TikTok, uh, they're able to get away with anything they want. Yeah. So we're, we're talking a little music. We want to roll into uh, talking to music. We're going to play this segment video, and then we'll ask you some questions. Hey, Drew and Fuse. Hermit the Frog here. When I'm not dealing with my pain-in-the-ass wife, Miss Piggy, I like to talk and sing with my friends. What's your top songs? A new personal favorite of mine is this. It's the Drew and Fuse Show. The Drew and Fuse Show. And they clean up nicely. Because usually they look like shit. 
Mary. I love it. That's so amazing. (laughs) We have Kermit there introducing our music segment. So one of the things we like to ask is if you have a favorite remixer or producer in all of music. I have a I have a ton. I mean, obviously, you know, you have your Timbaland and and the Neptunes are obviously my one of my top ones. Uh, Dimitri from Paris is one of my favorites too. And if you're talking like current, I'm I love what Chris Lake is doing uh, with House and uh, like Blue Claire is another guy that's like I feel is under the radar, where I really like uh, his vibe and and like the the bounce that he makes. It's so it's so much fun. There's a guy from Chicago, actually. His name is Jake Shore Drive, who's actually been making a lot of really cool, like, tech house stuff that's, that's really fun. Because it's he's sampling, like everyone, the, the old 2000s stuff, and he's making it work really, really well. So I, I, li- I like what he's, what he's doing, if you're talking, like, current stuff. Kei Ch- I love I'm oh, okay. so in love with Kei oh. like, Chernata vibes. So, oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> all good. If you yeah. had a theme song that followed you everywhere you went, like if you went grocery shopping and it started playing when you walked in the door, what would it be? I feel like it's very obvious. Um, there's two of them, and it would be Little Flip Game Over. Because, <laughs> like, now who they want? Flip, flip, flip. Like, that's that, or it's Freeway, uh, flip side. Like, those, okay, are, okay. those are the obvious, the ob- most obvious answers. Because uh, those I, little, the game over is literally literally my intro um, for my when I stream. I have like a little game over uh, mega mix that I made. That's pretty dope. Awesome. Works so well with your name. I love it. Yeah. Let's see. One of the things we like to talk about is the Serato top five, or uh, if you have top five most played tracks. I'm not sure if you if you have it pulled up and are I do already. actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> perfect. It's, it's kind of funny. I've been doing so many old school house parties that like it's all old school house so like number five would be earth people dance four would be percolator and then out of nowhere three is turned down for what uh lou the lust remix which is like a like a moomba remix number two is brighter days uh daje and cashmere and then number one is push the feeling uh the night crawlers yep wow but the actual number one is my uh, Scratch Bank track. <laughs> so I think that's okay. I, I wouldn't count that, but like that's the actual number one song that I play all the time. <laughs> Did you make that one, or is it someone's? Is no, it someone's? It's, uh, it's, it's something yours, I made uh, like way back in the day. I was planning on putting out my own Scratch record. Uh, so this is like the the track from that. It never came out, but that I like laid it out exactly how I wanted it to. So there's you know, a bunch of DJs in Chicago that actually have it too. And then it's, it's made its route, it's way around the world. Someone that has, I mean, I think me and Fuse both have like quotes going on our head. We both love classic movies and all that stuff. How do you put something like this together? Is it just something where you're just grabbing all these little parts and uh, like, how do you put it together? Where are you grabbing all the stuff from? And yeah, for this one, it was, it was more, it wasn't as much movies where it was the basic. These are, you, you, you have a scratch record and you have all these scratch samples, but the main ones that you use, I just took those and put them in a proper order that's easy gotcha. to make sense. But this, this goes well with this, and then this goes well with this, and then this goes, you know, like, it, so it kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. And at the end of it, I took vocals from rap battles, you know, where they talk shit about each other. So yeah. that's, that's like the whole point. So uh, I took some real key 
finishes, like punchlines that you can use on there. Like there's one who's like, you know, I'll wait till the second round to knock him out, you know, like stuff like that. There was one from Idea, that old school battle rapper. He's like, yo, it's your turn, but you got second place. Like, yo. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Yeah, you know, so that, that was, it was more battle aspect for that. One of the questions too that we have is uh, um, like go-to classics to play, but I feel like you kind of answered it a little bit already. Are you doing a lot of gigs now again, like bar club gigs or, or you know, what's, what's a typical week look like for you? Yeah. So I've been doing, you know, I've been doing Twitch a lot and then I would do like one-offs. So like, like last night I did an R&B party where it was just like straight, straight R&B in house where they're, you know, they wanted the theme to be that kind of vibe. So of course I'm here, I am playing old school house again. <laughs> so it's like, it's R&B. And then I've been doing festivals that, that love old school house, like big events that um, they love that. And, you know, Chicago house has this, um, this vibe. If you know, if you grew up in the area, you know, all these songs without knowing all these songs, you don't, I don't know what this title is, but I, when I hear it, I know exactly what it is. You know, there's part of that culture of like quick mixing and like doing uh, live mashups and, and doing all that from back in the nineties that, um, I'm able to do a lot easier now with the technology that we have at hand. And now I'm doing it even, even more uh, special with stems and, and, you know, having fun with these. So it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I've been doing a lot of like, uh, like house, like house, house events. So like gen like funky house, Jack and house and stuff like that. And then I still do the Chicago bulls, like our season's over. So like, uh, you know, so now I have a little bit of a break and then, you know, White Sox stuff is starting to happen. So it all, it, the, the schedule is very, <laughs> it varies a lot. Um, yeah. But if something, if a club comes up and it makes sense, then I'll do like an open format night or, um, you know, if the budget works and the timing works out, then, you know, I'm down to do it. So it, it's, it's really varies. So we know you're in New York now. Are you bouncing between New York and Chicago? Or are you full yeah, more so, in one sp spot than the other? Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I'm still, I still represent Chicago. Like that's still where I'm, I'm, fr I'm from. Uh, I live in New York currently. My wife got a great opportunity to be a vice president of a company. So I was like, yeah, we should probably go there. <laughs> like uh, she yeah. was working remote for a while. But then this new job required her to come in. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty much remote all the time. And then when I need to come in, there's so many flights from Chicago and New York. That's like, it's almost on the hour. So there's, it's pretty easy to, to travel back and forth. And it's only like a two hour flight, if that, depending on which way you're going. So it's pretty yeah. easy to go back and forth. The more I'm flying, the less it seems like it's hard. You know, when you're traveling a lot, it's just, it's, it's just part of the trip. It's not really even something you, you second guess. So uh, that makes sense. I just can't even imagine your schedule. <laughs> it's, it's giving yeah. me anxiety thinking like, <laughs> oh, I got to be at the sports game and then I got to do this. And then, oh, then this whole new sports team is coming up that I got to go and be part of. It's like, yeah. oh, man. And then, so yeah, then we're, sh we're shooting, uh, you know, the MVP game and like doing doing that game show. So there's like figuring out, OK, if I'm going to be in town for the game show, then I need to. You know, I want to book some other gigs around it, so then make it all make everything make sense like a very fiscal weekend. Yeah. So, what is this? The MVP game show. Tell us a little bit more about that. I know it's uh, Roman that 
used to be, I, I don't know the relationship of jump yeah. smokers now, but I, I know at one point you guys were touring together as jump yeah. smokers. Yeah. So, uh, Ro Roman is the vocalist in jump smokers and he's actually from thousand Roman from the afternoon show when, uh, I was on B96 for flip side of five. And, uh, he and I were, we're, we're like really, really close friends. And, uh, we just took hiatus from jump smokers for a minute and he actually started this TV show on the Marquee Network, which is the Chicago Cubs Network. And uh, it's basically kind of like uh, the newlywed game, but instead of being like love, it's more uh, partners. So MVP stands for most valuable partner, where one person is super knowledgeable about Cubs history and the other person is definitely not. So the game is kind of, it's kind of a play on that. And I became the DJ and the music coordinator for that as well. So we created music uh, for the show. And our, the Jump Smokers latest re release is called MVP. And that's the theme song for the show. Uh, it's, it's, so it's really cool. And it's like one of those songs that we can play at Bulls games because we have the rights to it now too, you know, because it's yeah. basically like, you ever hear at the foul throw line where the crowd's just like MVP? That's that's the theme song. <laughs> that's it. You know, we just we, we we did it ourselves. We recorded the vocals, and you know, so it's like a like a tech housey version of of that. And uh, based so the game show is so much fun. It's there's, it's family friendly, and it's just another great opportunity for us to work together. Where Roman is working with his now wife as the as the co-host, and they just. They just have, they're so funny. They're so talented. Like, so it's a great, uh, another thing to be a part of. When, yeah. Do you need to be a, on the, is that on national TV or is that on no. cable TV? It's, no. it's on, it's on cable TV in Chicago because it's specifically oh. for the Cubs. But the, they have uh, like networks across the, the marquee network. I, I, they have different networks across the country. But this is one is specifically for Chicago. So this is where you watch Cubs games at. Like, it's on this network. Gotcha. And then gotcha. when they don't have Cubs games, the, like, the game show is one of, the, one of their uh, TV show uh, plans. Awesome, awesome. We're talking about a lot of production, and we want to talk to you a little more about production. We're going to roll this video, and we'll, we'll ask some more questions. Hey, hey, what is up, Drew and Fuse? It is Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray, off the charts, but always in her heart. Hey, Drew and Fuse, when I'm not busy being the handsome, dashing fella that I am, at least had a few good years in the 90s, I work on music, like writing hit number one songs like Fly in every morning. Maybe someday you'll have a hit. Let's talk production. Let's talk inspiration. Actually, you know what? I don't even like Drew and Fuse. Who are they? <laughs> All right. So there's uh, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray talking a little production. Uh, so one of the things we wanted to ask, what what are, what is your go-to for production these days? What DAW are you using still? And, um, you know, uh, obviously it's a big part of what you're doing still. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Ableton all day. Just um, I do Ableton for my production. I do Ableton for my radio show mixes. It's just a very easy, it's easy way to chop things up and copy and paste. And the automation is is so easy to use. I remember when I was using Logic, I'm like, I want to automate this knob. 
and you have to like go through the list. Like, what does this knob do? Like, that was so hard. But with Ableton, I want to automate this knob. You click on it, and then the automation line comes up. Like, it's so fast. It's so easy. It's just a time saver. Um, so you can get your ideas out quicker. Uh, so I think Ableton is great, especially if you're using samples and you're chopping things up. The, the way that that format is on, on Ableton, it's just so quick. Uh, it just speeds up my process and helps with my, my brain. When my idea is thinking of something, I can do it <laughs> easily. Are you still, I mean, obviously you're doing a lot of production work for, for the Bulls. And like you mentioned, the, the new release for Jump Smokers was the MVP song for the game show. Um, do you have any other music that you're working on currently? Yeah, actually. Um, so I, re well, I released my, my first single on my own, like my own uh, flip side single, Good Time, a year ago. And that was actually a really, really cool story too. We basically, we were in pandemic and... I saw this girl on YouTube that was that did a cover of a song that I really liked. So I just reached out to her and I was like, hey, do you write? And she was like, yeah, sure, I can try something. So I sent her the track and then she actually like has Pro Tools and knows how to work it. So she uh, recorded the vocals and sent them back to me. And then I'm like, this is pretty dope. Let's change a couple lines and then let's uh, let's actually clean this up. She's like can I watch you clean it up? So then we like uh, went on zoom and she was watching how I was like editing and like mixing and uh, you know, doing all making her voice sound the way it did. And um, so that was like such a cool experience that she's like in the UK and wow. you know, it's just super random and she took a chance and, and she's like, and like her, the music that she puts out is like folk, <laughs> but her voice is like kind of dope. So it was a nice extension for her to do something different. And now a couple of my other friends have used her, her vocals for their tracks now. So we did remixes for that with like Q, Marquis, um, Riddler, DJ Strobe, Dark Intensity. So like, you know, all the homies, um, they did remixes for me. And then I did a remix for Dark Intensity as well for his new record, which features uh, Paige Temperley, the same vocalist. And so I did a remix for him. Uh, the song is called Odyssey. I did a remix uh, uh, for the OMG Collective, which is, uh, it had Janice, um, what is her name? Jan, Jan, she did a really very famous, old, Janice Robinson. She did an old school song that uh, if I pulled it up, you would definitely know it. Um, but I can't because I'm brain farting right now. And then <laughs> and I'm working on a, a lot of uh, Chicago Jack and House stuff right now too, which is a different lane. And but I grew up with it, so I like really, really love it. It's just something that I love to do. So I wanted to put out some flip side music um, with that. And um, yeah, that's kind of what, what's up and coming is some some like actual house house music for me. So it's cool. And then Jump Smokers, we're we're gonna we're working on some new music as well. So there there's gonna be some Jump Smoker music coming out in the future. What's the current lineup of the Jump Smokers? I mean, you guys were some of the first that kind of doing the the housey remixes, and I, it was definitely heavy on my rotation back in the days. What is the current lineup? And yeah, what can we expect? Uh, right now, it's it's Roman as the vocalist, and then myself doing one hundred percent of the production. And we our vibes are there. There's still EDM vibes, but there's also the the pop side of it too. So, because um, obviously we've worked. You know, you you read the list <laughs> with Edward that yeah. went from, from oh, yeah, Katy Perry sure. and 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 all those people. So we want to kind of 
be able to touch on that and but still do the like the, the banging stuff that we're known for. We actually Dude. have smoke coming up in Sri Lanka. Like that's crazy. <laughs> they're you know, like that don't yeah, smokers. <laughs> that firework remix you guys did when that song came out was like the one I played every single time I DJ'd for like the longest time. Thank yep. it still works today. And funny story about that that particular remix was originally the label wasn't feeling it. They were like yeah, it's the label's kinda... always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they were like they were like, uh, we kind of want a little bit more radio friendly version of like, well, we can give you that, but we're gonna give the DJs the one that we want, and yeah, um, that was the one that everyone was playing. And it, it's such an interesting song structure too to to firework. Um, I feel like that's why there's not a lot of remixes and bootlegs out of it because there's the kind of the way the song is structured in general. So that one was like the it one. <laughs> Thank you. And it was funny, like when we sent it in, uh, like one of the the, the people that we're talking to, uh, she was like. Can you turn the hi hat down five dB? I'm like, yo, this is where we're at right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're giving us like that kind of critique. Like, okay, uh, sure. I mean, it's not gonna make or break the remix, but sure, if that's what we want to do, we'll go back and re all do all the passes for it again. It's so absurd. funny. <laughs> like so, we said, the, the label the, the label knows everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey. The one one of the questions I have, and are were you guys signed to any label at, at, at any point, or yeah. how are these remixes coming to you then? Luckily, because we were on radio, um, right. you know, for myself being a mix show DJ, right? And uh, the the guy who managed us is his name was Eric Bradley, amazing, amazing guy. He is actually the music director at our radio station. Okay. So like he knew everyone, obviously, and everyone loved Eric because he's such he's like one of those the nicest guys that in the music industry that you ever ever meet. Like, you know, truly honest, like one of those like good good dudes, right? He really helped us connect the dots to be able to like, yo, you know, he got us our first remix, uh, which was You're a Jerk. Oh, you know, wow. the, the yeah. new boys. Yeah. And then and then he's actually really, really, really close with Mariah Carey. So he became really you know, like he's he's been a really good friend to Mariah Carey. So that's when uh, we did Obsessed. And oh, yes. Yeah. So then that was like was really, really big opportunity for us. She liked it so much. She put it on her deluxe album. It was that's something that we're so grateful for. But once these remixes started happening, then people were like, oh, yeah, you guys actually do good remixes. So then. You know, then Rihanna came and then, you know, like all the others started coming. Katy Perry, Demi Lovato, uh, Rita Ora, Pitbull. And then Pitbull was was like our champion. Like he was the one that was really behind us, especially with um, when we did the song, uh, when we actually produced the song. Now you see it like that was his introduction to us. I'll be like, yo, this is this is dope. That was that's a whole nother story on how we got that situation and shot the music video in Miami. They flew us down and wow. like that was like so fun. Uh, I was trying to do a backflip on the video and I failed a bunch of times. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like oh, it was so 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 fun. Like Pitbull is the nicest guy in the world, and because of imagine. that song, he's like, we need we need you to do more remixes for us. And you know that's how like Give Me Everything came. And okay, then that did oh. well. He loved that one. And then International Love was the one that he was like, oh, you guys are the shit. That's, oh, yeah. I remember that one, too. That, was, that one was dope. Yeah. Pipple told us 
specifically that International Love was doing just okay on the on spins, and then when our remix came out, that the spins ignited on radio, like on Mix Show, and even probably the clubs too. But he got so much more spins from the Mix Show ver- from the our version that radio started adding it and pushing it more, and huh. he really gave us like credit for helping that record get to the next level. And he loved that remix so much that to this day, he still performs at the end or like when he finishes International Love, he ends with our remix. And wow. that's like, awesome. it's like every time, like whether he's on ABC or doing it on his regular tour, like it's that. Like it's, it's, a, it's such a great feeling to, to see that every time we see him on TV, if he happens to be performing that song, we hear our remix. And it's so, that's like one of those like good, good feelings. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's like kind of that's kind of how how the remix whole all that kind of came about was being able to get these connections from the relationships to being on radio and and uh, you know deliver delivering with when we had the opportunity. So, yeah, so huge. when the Mariah Carey came out and that made it to uh, her record, I mean, first off, that was a pretty big song for her, and I remember playing that in the clubs. But did you guys did you guys get like a point? Or anything on her rec? No. no, no. Remixes are buyouts. Yeah. So, okay. Like, I was just curious. Yeah, I know. I'm sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, I mean, if you think about like Kid Cudi and like in and the Crookers. Yeah. Yeah. That was a buyout, and but that oh. like his their version became the version, you know. So the yeah. labor labels weren't working that way where they would give you, there and you know they wouldn't give you that kind of point. It's like here's X amount of dollars, do the remix, and then you know that's it. Um. So. I, I mean, I really wish that would be, they would really in, put that into place, but they, yeah, they don't well, want to, they don't want to give away with, money. <laughs> with jump smokers coming, you know, you guys are kind of start doing stuff again. Is that kind of a goal is doing originals for these artists or still stick in the remix lane? I'd say both. I, you know, you know, the remixes were very, what people know us for, um, but we definitely want to have original production where we're working with bigger artists producing the record for them and getting these opportunities to get the, the royalties from it and do that. Like, it's always been a goal for us, but it just, the remixes just, they, they took off. So it was a lot of work right. on doing that stuff. Now you see it song, uh, you guys put that oh. out on spinning, right? So you get, you get, you get, mo- you know, money from that, right? I still get checks from that. Because yeah. that was in uh, the Piranha 3D movie. It was in Californication. Wow. It was in uh, Jersey Shore. So it was in a couple, a couple like sinks. So yeah. I still get a, I still get a, a quarterly check from. Now you see it specifically. We get it from some of the other songs that we put out, but that's always the, the main one. Like uh, that's awesome. So that's you know how many uh, eleven years later, and we're still getting checks from from that song. It's so that's so huge. That's yeah. crazy. How many of those would you have to, to to do to to live comfortably the rest of your life? How many songs <laughs> like that would you need? God. Well, see, I mean, that song was like I think it was number one in the UK, but it wasn't like number one here. Okay. So you, mm. like if you get like a top forty record here or a top twenty record, top ten record, that's that's like life changing music or that's life changing money. I, you, all you need is one, really. Yeah. Well, it's just I, one. <laughs> I got I got my tip. All right, here's here's what I'm gonna throw out for you. Yeah. Christmas music. We need some updated Christmas music. Christmas Yo, Cascades music, uh, album? 
Did you hear Cascades album? I know, but I'm saying we need a classic, right? So, like, <laughs> get, wrap your head around, like, the next Mariah Carey classic yeah. uh, for Christmas music or even a wedding song. I, I just yeah. feel like these songs come into our rotation as DJs, and they're just, like, on loop. And yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. That's, that's my two cents. I agree though that the Christmas the Christmas album or the like, Cascades Christmas album is phenomenal. Like I, I'm gonna I, save that because I haven't listened to it. Yo, oh my god! Well, like the what what he did in honor of the Christmas stuff and in honor of being true to Cascade and like being that. Yo, it's that shit's fire. I don't know if it's gonna necessarily be top forty radio like Mariah Carey, but in terms of being like a great production and a great Christmas album, that one was that was straight fire. All right, it's saved in so, Estrada right now. <laughs> with that song that came out for Pipple, the the now you see it, uh, did did that help you guys break out in touring more as well? Yeah. Were you guys doing Absol- more shows? Yeah, we were. We were super lucky. Um, we were Pipple because of all the remixes and because of you know, uh, you know, me being a DJ. He brought us on tour, and it was at first it was Pipple and Kesha that tour that oh, we yeah. did. And that okay. was so fire because uh, the audiences of, of Kesha, they were down with like EDM stuff too. So like we would basically, um, Kesha would go on and then we would go on. And Wait, the, after Kesha? You would we go on, would after, go on Kesha? after Kesha. Wow. And, and then. Um, was it just you and Pitbull. Roman then? Correct. We were the only ones touring. Marquis was with us. Uh, he was a part of the Jump Smokers for a little while. But he was just doing like production stuff, so he wasn't touring with us. Mm-hmm. It was just um, Roman and I doing the tour. So this is an awesome story. What, um, oh wait, I want to hear the story. <laughs> I'm sorry to interject. What does your Kesha gets all the production, right? What does your production look like on that? If you're gonna follow Kesha, you, okay. So the LED wall, like, what are you doing? You have dancers? Not even, bro. This is exactly what I was just about to tell you. So okay. Um, so our show wasn't a show like Kesha and Pitbull. Yeah, so. Right. What we were supposed to do was be the interlude, not like how other DJs would be an interlude where they keep it low and it's just like, you know, here's music. Pitbull specifically wanted us to hype the crowd and put on an energetic show so that when he goes on, he doesn't have to warm them up. And, you know, like a lot of times when you have two acts perform, then people sit down for like 20 minutes and then they're like getting food and doing whatever. He didn't want that at all. He wanted right. it to be Kesha's high energy. You guys are high energy. I'm high energy. You know, like that's what that's what we wanted to do. So, <laughs> so this is what was was awesome is that he just basically put us on a DJ booth. It's a table and a skirt and a, <laughs> and us DJing, and <laughs> but like straight up. But what um, he he said to us, hey, you know, our lighting guys. This is where they need to take a break. And so we'll just oh give you spotlights. God. And then um, our camera guys got to take a break. So, you know, oh we can't God. really He's do. pulling so, everything out from you. <laughs> so I asked, I, I asked them, okay, can you give us an HDMI out? Like, can we HDMI out to you? And they're like, oh, yeah, we can make that happen. So what I ended up doing was getting three webcams and – Making being our own camera, uh, using Resolume and like and Mix Emergency, playing some music videos, but not really, but having our jump smoker visuals being on the screens. 
So they gave us the screens. So now we're creating our own light show as well with the screens flashing and uh. doing all this stuff. So we created our own out of nothing, you know? So Genius. now we have hashtag jump smokers like on the screen and like, uh, you know, Roman's on the mic getting them hyped. So I'm DJing, I'm focusing on like the, you know, the DJing aspect of it. And I gave him a little MIDI, MIDI uh, keyboard, like one of those LPK 25s, like the little, like yeah. the small MIDI keyboard. And uh, he would just hit buttons. Like if I'm scratching, he would hit the camera that would go to me. And then, you know, then he would hit another button that would go to the visuals at a certain time. He would hit another button that would make it strobe and like, you know, like do. So we were a one or a two man show creating this whole energy out of nothing and really took advantage of the opportunity that we're given. And that was like huge for huge for that tour. You know, Kesha, she, you know, her people appreciated it too. Like, like the, the fans of her, her fans appreciated it. It was, it was such a cohesive, um, environment and like pitbull keeps no one but good people on his tour like everyone he works with super duper nice like um like they're all they all know how to handle themselves and then they're also like producers as well so they're like hey let's work on uh let's work on a track let me know what you think about this or we're working on this give us your thoughts or you know what can you do here like so it became like this whole production like uh, mecca thing and what's crazy is i was still doing radio at the same time so oh my god so <laughs> your schedule our, gives me anxiety <laughs> <laughs> so our bosses were uh we were doing monday through friday at five o'clock so uh and then roman was doing the afternoon show so they said any day that you're not doing a show you have to come back and do your show here live but Fuck. But when you're on the road, you can pre-record and do that. But like when you're not, you have to come back. So we couldn't be on the tour bus and like tour, tour be on the bus with them. We would literally fly back the, that like the next morning, be in time to do our show. If the show is the, ne the next day, then we'd fly back the next day. Like we we we'd have to we routed it like crazy. That was that's, the year I made 1K for United, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm sure. That's insane. And one of the things that I want to say, too, is, you know, we had you guys a couple times at Pavilion back in the day as jump smokers. And your guys' show was always, like, very well polished. And and Roman was always very, very good uh, MC. And, you know, one of the hardest things, I think, to, to learn and master as an MC is, you know, the this is my party. It's my party and you're going to do what I tell you to do. And he is really good at that, you know, but he, he does it in a way that's like, you know, uh, not over the top as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, I got to give Roman a lot of credit, um, especially when we're on the road, you know, like he, his interaction with the crowd has always been uh, very easy to follow and like not, not annoying. Like if you're an audience person, you know, you can follow what he's trying to, where he's trying to take you. Um whether it's, you know, singing along or, or you know, just the, the energy, the, it's really, really good. But I have to also give him credit for the behind-the-scenes stuff of, of being able to party with the promoters because I actually don't drink alcohol at all. I'm allergic to alcohol. And all the promoters, they always want to be like, yo, let's do shots. <laughs> like, Roman here, you, <laughs> you got to do the shot, you know? So, and then like, you know, at the time, like, you know, he, you know, if he's, he's single or whatever, like 
he's flirting with all the girls. Like I had, uh, you know, a, a long-term girlfriend at the time and you know, she's now my wife and like Roman was the one that, Oh, poor Roman. He has to talk to all the girls, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but then, it is important. It's important. It, and it's, it's a job doing that becomes a job itself because you feel like not only am I this entertainer, but now I have to be the host that is making sure that not only did we do the job, are we coming back? Are we getting that option to come back? You know, yeah. and that, that it's hard to do and balance all those things. Yeah, especially people, when I'm a DJ who doesn't drink, and like, yay, like a lot of times people like because we did a tour with LMFAO, and you know we were uh, you know cool with them. That everyone thought that we were party like they did, and. That's not our like. We don't get wasted till three in the morning. Like those, like those guys are. Those guys are awesome, and they, you know, that's part of their their image of the Party Rock brand. Um, and you know, we were grateful to work with them and and do all the things that we did with them. But like, they people would book us and like expect. All right, so you guys want like three bottles and like like no 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 <laughs> we're okay. You can just one bottle right. for like the 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 guests that that we have with us or whatever. Like right. You're like oh we're like, really. You, you don't want like lines of coke or anything? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't we don't need it. <laughs> like, but we're good. We're good. No, it, it's so important. It's part of the it is balancing being able to perform, not overdoing any of that, but still, you know, being part of the crowd so that you know people do invite you back, like he's saying. It is important. We want to talk to you a little about streaming. We're gonna roll this uh super high quality, high production, high budget streaming video, and then we'll <laughs> we'll we'll talk a little about streaming. Let's go streaming now. Everybody's learning how. Come on and stream with me. Come on and stream with me. <laughs> I bet you would never guess that that's Drew singing there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I bet you would it, never guess that. Did you that. that? Like, it's really good. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so one of the things I think is cool is you on tour were kind of already doing you know, when you were on tour with Pitbull, you were kind of already doing what now everybody is is doing on on Twitch. But yet, so you were kind of ahead of the game, I would say, with that kind of stuff. Yeah, for 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 some for some reason, I feel like it all kind of came together. Of, um, you know, I used to like making uh, kung fu movies when I was in high school and like doing all these like video editing stuff. Like that was like a I big need to part see of these. me. Yo. <laughs> tell me they're Yo. tell me yeah. they're up on youtube they, or something. there are there are some that are up there yeah the uh they're called the flip side adventures they're uh pretty they're pretty fun uh, okay. <laughs> um but uh oh, yeah gosh. <laughs> i think they're still no the web page the I, the youtube page might have gotten taken down at some point but um uh but yeah so so being able to do all that the video editing like really helped me when we're coming to obs and I took the whole ideas from Pitbull from the tour to learning OBS and then like, oh, this is kind of just like video editing. And like, I feel like, um, you ever see that movie Slumdog Millionaire where, oh, yeah. where everything that happened in his life was the reason why he was able to answer those questions is exactly how I felt when streaming came. Where like, but everything I was doing in my life led up to, oh, I have, I have this computer already. I could do this. I could do, you know, I have, I have this capture card. I could do, I have, you know, like all the things kind of led, led up to it. And, um, it all, it all started working out during, during COVID when, yeah, like you said, when everyone was streaming. 
Yeah. How many streams are you still doing? Uh, right now I'm doing three. Um, I'm doing uh, Mondays, uh, which is uh, EDM every damn Monday. Um, what times are is our, all these doing? So currently it's um, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then um, uh, that's that, long. So you're two, still two flip siding at five. But oh, just uh, but it's, just it's uh, New York time, essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but then, yeah. And then I do Wednesday, which is way back Wednesday, but it's all old school dance music. So that's everything from Chicago house to like old school techno to Euro sometimes when, uh, or like some actual deep house, like deep house stuff, some uh, actual like proper house stuff. Um, so I'll do that on Wednesdays as well. And then Thursdays is when I do flips tips. Um, that's uh, Thursday starting at uh, 11 a.m. And then that goes until I finish. So basically uh, I'm still on a radio station called 104.3 Jams, which is all throwback hip hop and R&B. And I create the mix live on Twitch um, in Ableton and answer questions while I'm doing it and let people know, oh, this is how um, this is how I warp or even we go into deeper. This is why I'm going to play this song with this song because of the energy of this or the key of this or uh, I want to build this way. I want to make this dramatic or I want to do like, like it's a little pull the, cur- pull the curtain and let people know where my brain goes and uh, when I create these mixes and after they air on 104.3 Jams, I put them on Mixcloud and you know, they, they're charting, you know, number one in hip hop or number one in old school, number one in classics, like on all the charts on Mixcloud globally, uh, which is really, really fun. And just to let people see, there's a lot of thought that goes into this 50 minute mix. Like it, it doesn't, oh, yeah. I don't, I just don't do it live. It's not just like, oh, right, here's this song that's going to go with this song. Or like, maybe there's a wordplay here, or maybe there's a, like a unintentional tone play that kind of is kind of cool or something, you know, like all, all these little things that, um, well, that makes sense. Well, I want to, I want to say, I, I get people ask me, you know, Oh, you do your mixes in Ableton. Oh, it's so much easier. It's going to be quicker. It's like, it's not necessarily easier or quicker. Uh, <laughs> if anything, it allows you to be more creative and take the time and versus, you know, just trying to mix it live. Um, it's really dope that you do do that so all of the listeners can go and check that out and learn how to do mixes in Ableton. And what, what's awesome about it is that the community there is a part of the mix to be like, hey, what can I play that's a 90s uh, West Coast song? And then be like, oh, yeah, Ice-T, Tupac. And then they're like, oh, okay, Tupac will work here because of this key or whatever. You know, like, And I can tell them why something will work and why something doesn't work because then they're learning that aspect. Oh, yeah, that won't work because the, that tempo is 95. And I'm at like... 106 right now you know like it could work you know like there's different things that that we talk about in terms of theory of creating a mix for radio too like oh yeah i don't i need to uh play something super commercial because i just went super deep on them you know like you know things like things like that um that people don't necessarily think about uh, and um, just learning the technology along with it and you don't focus on the, the act of DJing, you're focusing on the act of creating a show. And I think that's what's really, really cool of it. How do you stay 
away from getting so burnt out on all this music <laughs> stuff because because you do a lot i mean you really do you're 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 it's impressive you know and you're militant about doing it and and, and keeping a schedule to add to what he's saying is how do you find music to you how do you get time to even find music you know when you're so into your schedule and you're so into what's going on sometimes unfortunately as djs the music gets put to put to the side and you're you're so focused on just business and all the other stuff so how do you get time to dig for new tracks and that kind of stuff too yeah yeah most of the time it's um like before i do my like well the old school mixes that that doesn't count you know like i don't i don't have to search right. for, for music for that but i also do another radio station called Firelane. that's you know i think you were a part of as well yeah and you that. yeah so that was um when i do those mixes that's like the hour or two before I start those mixes, I I do the research and I'm like, all right, let's see what's new, what's what's happening. And then, you know, being on radio, I still get all the emails from the labels. So things will pop up, you know, on Fridays. Oh, yeah, this is the new X, you know, this just dropped or this just dropped. So I could always just pop it on my phone and like, oh, right, yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, you know, because, you know, we're lucky that we get you can do that nowadays, you know, yeah. you're like, Oh yeah, there's a Spotify link. Oh, it's just links. And then, you know, you'll listen to um, Spotify playlists here and there or, or whatever. Um, but most of the time I find new music when I need to make a new mix. So that's like when I'm, I right, let's find, let's find the dope shit or let's find these edits or, or whatever. Um, and every Monday it's, I play mostly newer EDM stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to find music for that show specifically too. So Oh, that's when I'm really finding is the prep for shows. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, you, you know, were saying, you were saying, um, how do I find the time to, or how do I do uh, with well, all yeah. the music? How do you just, yeah, how do you just feel like, you know, as DJs, we're all business owners. So we become consumed by this world of everything that we do becomes the business. How do you find time? Do you have any tricks or tips that, you know, that to keep you to keep like the the flame you know ignited within you is is yeah. the, the way i i for to keep the flame ignited it really it comes down to hearing good music in general when you hear good music you're like oh that's dope and that ignites you to find other music that's like that you know like when i found out about k and like like this is dope like there's got to be more stuff like this and then you would go on Bandcamp and then try to figure out how the fuck does Bandcamp work? <laughs> like, how do you find songs on Bandcamp? You know, like it comes down to finding something that a sound that you like to being inspired. So every time I hear something like new music that hits me, then that that's inspiring to me. You know, um, I'm waiting to hear some new hip hop that's like super inspiring. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure which, what hip hop is super inspiring. I mean, uh, some of the Drake stuff I really like. I like a lot of the house stuff is what I'm really gravitating towards, like the bass house and, and some of the tech house stuff. That's well, I'm really gravitating towards that a lot. I, but, it's hard. It's been a tough couple years for music in terms of, you know, what what defines a hit right now. There isn't this, you know, I feel like it's not, there's not this one, like it used to be Billboard was hits. Like if yeah. you played the Billboard Top 40, it was hits and now it's i mean no and i don't mean this the way it's gonna sound and i'll probably get some haters that comment <laughs> but like morgan wallen the new that song is number one on billboard and to me it's just an okay song it's just very much okay it's the number one song it like 
kind of hits out. You know, you have people that like it, you know, but it's not like that that big pop that a typical number one, you know, song gets, I feel. And maybe that's just me. I mean, I, I, I think that somebody was telling me, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're saying that they're reworking how the Billboard charts work. And mm-hmm. like, it's not supposed to be just people writing in, oh, these are the top Billboard records that it should be. Like, I think they're, they were going a different route. And I think if they take, I don't, if this is true, I'm not sure if it is, if they, you know, take this other route um, where it would be more accurate of spins and, and accurate of, of club play and everything like that, I think then the chart can be more uh, believable, I guess. Yeah. Is, is that the word? Um, yeah. Accurate to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some songs that were number one on the dance chart. I'm like, I don't think I've heard any DJ play this one. Or yeah, yeah. they're not playing that remix. They're playing this remix or right, something yeah. like that, you know? So yeah. um, I don't I don't know if, I mean, charts could be a good idea of like, just like finding finding songs to decide if you want to play it or not. Oh, totally. Would, yeah. And that's what I mean. I like definitely... these days you have to follow many different things to kind of figure out. And then, you know, it's just DJing, being yeah. a DJ that allows you to kind of know what, what, what hits or, yeah. or not. Well, it's the the amount of DJing you do too. Like when you're DJing every week at at a residency, you can see, oh, this song's not working right now, but maybe it'll work in a month. And you try it again in a month, and it's like, you know, blowing shit up. Um, yeah. I mean, these TikTok charts are crazy too. The trending audio. It's very interesting when you're list when you're playing to a younger crowd, and then you're like, I don't know what the fuck this song is, but if I play these four seconds of it, they lose their shit. <laughs> so like, like okay. Yeah. You know, like th- there's there's that aspect of it as well. And just finding that, that trending audio and finding and knowing which spot to put it. I know I remember I was talking to somebody. I can't remember who is like, man, this Drake song is is so bad. I'm like, well, did you get to the second half of it where it's actually really dope? And they're like, oh, no, <laughs> like, <there's laughs> no, like, I don't know when it became cool to make two songs in the one song. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, why can't you just make that another track? Is you know, separate track, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't I don't understand that. But like I feel like you have to know which moments are right for, for the songs and a chart's not gonna tell you what that is, you know? No. Yeah. So one of the things we like to ask is uh, a crazy DJ story. If you have a night gone horribly wrong, if you have a super memorable night from the DJ booth or or both you want to share, we would love to hear it. Yes. Okay. I will try to keep this as short as possible because it's a long story. But <laughs> um, when we were uh, jump smokers, we were on tour in, in China. We did... Hong Kong first, and then we did three cities in in China. And the guy that was the that pr- was the promoter, super super duper nice dude. And he's like, okay, so we'll get you a working visa in Hong Kong, and we'll get you a travel visa in for the for the rest of China. And I'm like, uh, is that how it works? Like, he's like, yeah. It's- <laughs> Tiesto just did it last month. <laughs> We're like, oh, okay. All right, well, yeah. if Tiesto did it, then, you know. Right. <laughs> so we're like, okay, cool. So we go to Hong Kong. We do the show. Uh, super duper awesome. We go to the second one, um, which is in Foshan, which is like inner China. And that one was dope. And then we get to Xi'an, which is like another, like, inner China, China city. 
And it was really, really dope. We get there and we're walking through the subway and there's this big, gigantic, like, uh, like wall, like, and it was essentially a billboard, but it was a big wall and it was like a flyer for us. And at the time, our flyer was just our logo and a go-go dancer. So it was like essentially uh, like the top half of her body which, which she's wearing like a jump smoker shirt and then you see like the belly button. Like, you know, it's, it's very, um, you know, like a, like a flyer, you know, it's a girl yeah, yeah. flyer, you know? So, um, so it was dope, you know, had the name of the club, whatever. We're like, dude, this is dope. We, we shot the video, you know, like this is dope. We go, we go to the show, we kill the show. And uh, China is kind of crazy because they have like, uh, instead what of- What year is this? Uh, shoot. This is like 2011, 2012, okay, maybe right. something around that time. So um, um, their, their club is like a huge mega club. Like if you think of a big mega club, but instead of having a dance floor, it was all tables. Like not like sit down, not like couch tables, like stand up fork, like fork tabletop, like uh, like, like high uh, top tables, high top, yeah. high top tables. like a B dubs. <laughs> yeah. But there were like nice tables and then they had like a, like seats that chairs that were nice and everyone was dressed up properly. Like they had, you know, their, their, their nice club gear and they would just have bottles on there and I would DJ and they would just watch me. And like, <laughs> like, am I, am I doing good? Like, <laughs> this is awesome. They were just, they were just watching and drinking and like, you know, like moving around and like, you know, they're not really singing per se, but like, um, but there, it's it was it was interesting. But like, when I was done with the set, they were like, "Bravo!" Like, like stand up, like <laughs> like applauding, and like it was opera. Like it was so it was so insane. Um, it was really really cool. But then, right after uh, I played the last record, the promoter comes up to me. He's, "Hey, you got to go talk to the government really quick." We're like, "What?" <laughs> so, oh no! So there was four of us at the time. Um, myself, Roman, and then uh, Tony Arzadon, who who was part oh, of the yeah. group at first. Um, he was essentially the guy that taught me a lot of my production stuff. So shout out to Tony. Then we had our um, like our road manager, Big Steve. So they took uh, Roman and myself. We just happened to be the ones that they took. They said we only need two of you. So they took two, us, and then they took us to the back room. And the promoter goes, "Hey, just so you know, when they talk to you, you didn't get paid for tonight." We're like, uh, what happened? <laughs> like, you didn't get paid for tonight. And um, tell them that we met on Facebook and you did your show in Hong Kong and you thought that you can promote your music by doing these shows for free in China. We're like, um, okay, sure. Let's, if, if that's what we're going to do, that's what we're going to do. So then yeah. we're like, all right, we're going to go talk to the government. And then <laughs> like, this, these two guys came up and like, all right, uh, we're gonna walk down the street and uh, we gotta take you to the to the to where we can talk. We're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, so they walk so us scared, down. <laughs> they walk us down like two blocks into the police station, and we're oh, like, fuck. what is happening? Then they take us, they separate us, and put us in two different rooms, and they they start asking us questions, and while we're there someone in the background is getting the shit kicked out of them. Like, oh, like, fuck. like beat, 
someone comes inside, he gets like the pepper spray, runs out and he sprays the pepper spray. Like we don't really see it, we just hear it happening. And because everything is in, you know, a foreign language, it's in Chinese, we don't know if that's the promoter that's getting beat up. We don't know who's getting beat up, like what's happening. All we know that is that Roman story and my story has to match up in this situation. Yeah. So, so, so we're like, we're there and we're like, okay, um, you know, uh, how did you, how did you get here? i like, oh uh, yeah, we fly, we flew here. We went to, you know, we did a show in Hong Kong. Like, did they pay you? You know, they asked us a ton of questions. It lasted like two hours of just oh. them in- interrogating us. I was and then so we're scared. Like, we're like, oh, they're like, okay. We like we we believe you. Hold on one second. They leave, they come back, um, and you know I'm, we're like both of us we're separated, but we're both essentially saying the same thing, and we're both actually saying, you know, we're really scared. Like I we don't really know. We're just here to, to promote our music, and yeah. they're like, okay, well, you need to sign this document that says that says uh, all this stuff, but it's all in Chinese. So oh, no, <laughs> so it's like. I'm like, I can't read that. Can you give me one in English? Like, no, we'll translate it for you. Like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. You'll translate it for me? <laughs> sure, <laughs> so, sure. So, I trust you. <laughs> so we do, we, you know, there's nothing we could do. We're like, we, okay, we'll sign it. We're like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll be, you know, we could sign it. Like, oh, yeah, that's not our signature. They're like, okay, now you need to fingerprint it. So now oh. we have to, like, put our fingerprints on this thing, and we're like, okay, we'll let you go. So then we leave, we get back to the hotel. We're like, fuck this shit. You know, Roman actually has our cash like in his hotel room, <laughs> like of us <laughs> getting paid. And he has our contracts. He's like ripping up the contracts, you know, like, so there's no yeah. evidence or whatever. And then we're like, okay, this is, this is crazy. Let's just get, let's go home. Like, no, we got one. The promoter goes, we got one more show in, in another city, but don't worry. The government, um, uh, we give them money. So we're okay over there. <laughs> we're like, oh, like what is happening? So they, they basically they went under the table for the other city, and then we go, we go to sleep and we wake up and they're they're knocking on the door and they're like, okay, you need to talk to the government again. So we go back Fuck, in, dude. Another two hours <laughs> of of, oh. of of interrogation, another piece of paper that we have to sign and, and fingerprint, and then like. It's the exact same questions, the same things. And they're like, okay, we believe you. We're going to let you go. So they let us go. And then we find out from the promoter, the reason why they arrested us was because they thought that we were performing a sex show because the flyer was the go-go girl. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) so that's why they came. They checked. They wanted to check the IDs and check everything like that because they thought it was a sex show and that the club had previously in the past done like workarounds with the with their visas and they're like we don't really care about you we care about them you know so you guys are fine you don't have to worry about anything but yeah they thought it was about a sex show all that Dude. interrogation all Fuck. that we thought we were gonna that, be locked up abroad you know this takes the cake for craziest <laughs> dj story we've heard on here yet I, I, I was gonna say is there is it what's the money like is it worth it to not have just been like fuck you guys Here's Dude, the money. after the it first time i would have headed straight <laughs> to the airport and got the fuck out of there there is yeah. no way i would would have well, been no, staying th- doing another show yeah i mean they had our passports they can stop our passports they, you know they could not let us leave and all that so like um we were just like let's just get the show done and then 
you know, you know, let's make it happen. And sure enough, the the last show went out without a hitch. It was another great, great show. But like that was probably the scariest moment of my life. Not just it. DJing, but just like in general, because uh, you never know, you never know what what can happen. And and when you're in the government, it's the government, you know. Yeah, like, um, yeah. that is frightening. by far the wildest thing I've I've heard and we've heard on here. <laughs> I mean. I don't know how I would feel if, you know, I, I, yeah, that's a lot between, <laughs> be, between your story and your work schedule. My anxiety is like through the roof. I need a drink yeah. after this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I'm, 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 it's definitely a great story. And that tour in China was, you know, we had such great memories and to be able to play for all these people and get paid a good amount of money and, 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 and do what we love to do and just promote, our remixes and that okay it was the time that uh afro jack give me everything was a brand new song so okay, that yeah. that's when it that's when it i was just like going through my set <laughs> like yeah that was that was when that's when it happened um but yeah like i had an, like another crazy story but like I, we don't i think that's that's good <laughs> no that one's that was yeah <laughs> nuts it was a great way to leave it on yeah so one of the last things that we like to do um on here we call it the sauce we got the segment video i'll play and we just kind of like asking you know the takeaways advice you would give your younger self so think about that we'll we'll, we'll roll this video ah the name is bootsy baby and uh this shout out goes out to drew and fuse all the way from cincinnati to the lbc bobble yeah i was told you guys are quite the chefs and you got a delicious sauce that you cooked up. Ooh! And it drips that swagoo and breaks down the recipe. Yeah, and you giving up the pee because it's funky. As in good, that is. Finger funkin' good. On the one by the power of the one. Yeah, without that, there is none. So get yours and be in tune with the one that loves you. Get it, baby. All right. There's Bootsy. Uh, Bootsy. We he wants to that. know the recipe. We want to know the recipe. Tell us, tell us uh, any advice you'd give to your younger self. Advice you'd give to to new DJs. Anything like that? Uh, I, yeah. There's there's a couple things. I think one. One of the things that uh, I would like to tell my younger self or, you know, like kind of like a regret almost uh, is that when you get to that tour life, when you get to get the opportunity to travel different cities and go to different places, um, try to book an extra day before or after the event and enjoy the city. Um, because there were a lot of times where I would fly in do the show and then leave first thing the next morning and never really get to see the city and never get to experience what that city can, um, can really offer, whether it's food or whether it's culture or um, just people, just the networking of like other DJs that are in the city or doing all these other things. Just try to spend another day and link up with somebody who's in that city if you can and just really meet, meet other DJs, know what, what's happening in their city, what they're doing that's successful that you can learn about. And if you're a, a touring city or a touring DJ, 
and, and your name is like on a billboard or something, these people are going to want to talk to you and, and get the experience and learn from you as well. So I think that's one of the things that I really regretted was going to some of these cities and some of these different countries and just flying in and then like being out like peace or um, not really getting to get to know the people of that city other than uh, this is where I'm, this, these are the club people that I've met, you know, like um, I think that's like some, something that's, I don't know if it's necessarily talked about or if it's obvious, maybe that's an obvious answer that I just didn't think about. It was oh. like, okay, well, I got to pay for an extra day of hotel room and then move the flight to, you know, this or, you know, or if you have back-to-back flights or back-to-back gigs, I get, you can't do that. Like, oh, I have DJ Friday in this city, Saturday in this city. Then you can't do it unless you go, all right, I want to fly in and on Thursday and then like leave on Monday or like in the other one, you know, like try to, try to find a way to, um, get that extra day in that city to just hang out with other DJs, hang out with other people and really connect and build this following so that, Oh yeah, we definitely want to bring this guy back. Or we definitely want to, uh, you know, we had so much fun looking at X, Y, Z, you know, like this, the connection with people that um, it's bigger than just a gig of playing somewhere. You know, I think that's super, super important. I feel I, I missed out on some of that. Yeah, that's that's a sauce that we haven't heard yet. I, I totally 100% agree with you, uh, especially with all the travel gigs. And then, yeah, like even if you're doing something locally, um, like you ha- like let's say you have a guest spot at a local spot, or local lo- like you know they do a monthly party or a weekly party, and they have different DJs every week. And then this is this week is you. The week before, if you can go to that party and see what right. the vibe is and see. So you're not walking in blind or if, if you've never been to that party and you don't know, um, it's good to go and realize, OK, this is the vibe of what's what they like, what they don't, you know, not necessarily, you know, word for word of, oh, he played this song and this song or, you know, it's just like you're just catching vibes, you know, just like, OK, I see where I can take this to, to this show. And then you're just being respectful to uh, the people that are booking you for for these events, because you're putting putting in time to realize what's happening. Um, right. I think that's a that's another key thing, especially if you're just coming up and you're like still really trying to get into more places, just really learning what these venues what works for these venues if it's different than what works for these venues, you know? Right. Totally agree. Great advice. Yep. yep. I agree. Drew, is there anything else you wanted to ask? I mean, there's, we could talk to you for days, but I yeah, think, I, guess uh, days. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has been an awesome episode. And, you know, if you're, if you're down, we're going to be doing music episodes and I'd love to have you back on and uh, talk music. So this has been awesome for today. Yeah. Thank you, you so I'm, much. I'm so, I'm, I'm very grateful to be a part of your show and be, a, you know, being uh, asked to be a guest. Uh, Cause you guys are really, really awesome. Like I love all the videos that you guys are putting into these and like, you're not just like, Hey, let's do a podcast. And then like, we'll just do a zoom or do something like, you know, it's, it's, you guys really put a show together and it really shows uh, with the final product on every episode. You know, you see, you see the growth and what you guys have come and, and your ideas that you're doing stuff that I'm not seeing anyone else doing. And that's always, um, you know, that's always important. Yeah. Out. And I think you guys are doing a great job of standing out. <clears throat> Thank you. Means, we appreciate means a that. Lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we wrap here, uh, can you let everybody know where they can find you at? Uh, anything you want to promote? 
Um, yeah, sure. Uh, DJ Flipside33 is is all the socials. Um, my Facebook page got hacked, so you can see uh, random gross uh, videos on my fan page apparently. So <laughs> that's oh, not me posting. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but my Instagram is what I, I I'm on most, and then uh, my Twitter is is DJ Flipside33 as well. All this, all everything is still the same. My YouTube DJ Flipside33. My webpage is DJ Flipside though. Um, and, uh, that's the, the best way to get, get at me through social media. Just DM me. I try to answer everything that I, that I can. If you have a question on something I played or something that I'm doing, feel free to hit me up and, uh, yeah, just check out the, check out all the music on Spotify and everything too, as well. I wanted to compliment you on your website uh, before we go. Is I was on the merch page and you got the flips. I couldn't even say it. I, mean, I think I tried slides. to say it like that. The flip slides. I was like, that's <laughs> so dope. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're. Um, yeah. I mean, that, I thought that was, that was a really really clever idea. I'm glad. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. know if people would catch it or it'd be cooler, but I was like, yeah, I love it. We're doing it. Flip slides. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. so tight. The whole merch store is dope. If you guys uh, go on his website, you get all of his merch. And yeah, uh, watch his streaming, learn how to do mixes. I mean, so much information if you go back and listen. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff you can get from him. Totally. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's going to wrap it up for today. And until next time, we will see you guys later. Peace.